Good evening and a warm welcome to People of Note on Classic 1027. I'm Richard Cock, and every Sunday at this time we talk to someone who is a person of note and listen to music of their choice. My guest in tonight's program is Father Lawrence Mduduzin Dlovu, and he is a parish priest in Rudaput, but he's also an author, and he's putting together a choral archive, and we're going to be talking about all these things in the program to come. Good evening. Good evening. And I'm going to call you Mduduzi from now on, if that's, that's okay. That's quite okay. Yes. Good, because your, your name and title are quite long, but Mduduzi sounds good to me. What is the meaning of Mduduzi? It means comforts. And, you know, I was named after my grandmother's favorite student. Um, he was a, a sort of a person of physical disability, and she adored him. So I was very delighted about four years ago. This man sort of walks up to me and says, Hi, Mduduzi. And I, I was very surprised. And he sort of says, Well, I believe you were named after me. I said, Oh, so you are the guy. So I'm very delighted. I quite, I quite like it, actually. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful name. Comfort. And uh, when you say a student of your grandmother? My grandmother was a teacher yes. at the Holy Cross schools in Dipkloof. Okay. So you've grown up in Dipkloof? Yes. I was born there, Dipkloof Clinic. Uh, grew up there, went to the Holy Cross schools in my primary school, at least. It was in, in Dipkloof. My home parish, St. Margaret's Dipkloof. Yes. So my entire life almost was in Dipkloof. And when did you receive a calling to be a priest? It came much later. It came much later in that I, 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 I never thought right through school that I wanted to be a priest. I wanted to be a journalist or an artist or, or an actor or something like that. But later on, after maybe late in my matric year and post that, I studied journalism just a bit. But I was working for doing some work with the Catholic Youth Office as field worker for Soweto and all of that. And I did work for Education for Life program uh, for the Bishop's Conference and so on. And it was during that time that suddenly I thought, you know, I'm, I'm spending a lot of time doing this. Do I really want to be a priest? And I wasn't sure. So even when I went to the seminary, I was convinced that it's only going to last a month or two. And I never left. Well, I think it's a good story. And it's, uh, it is a calling. And you're there and doing the Lord's work in Rudaput. Yes. Um, it was so funny. I came back from studies and they said, uh, you know, we're sending you to Rudaput. I had never seen this parish. I'd never even been there. But to, to arrive there to find familiar, the faithful, the same, I saw in their faces, my own mother, my grandmother. So it wasn't as foreign as I thought it would be. Now we're going to listen to your first choice of music, which is probably very familiar to many of our listeners. It's Jesse Norman, fam fabulous singer, singing one of the four last songs by Richard Strauss. It's the one called Beim Schlafen gehen, and it's with the Gewandhaus Orchestra of Leipzig under Kurt Masur. Just a beautiful singer and a beautiful song. Beim Schlafen gehen, one of the four last songs of Richard Strauss. The singer was Jesse Norman. And it was performed with the Gewandhaus Orchestra of Leipzig under Kurt Masur. The choice of Mduduzi and Lovu, who's my guest in People of Note. And I notice, Mduduzi, that you've given me a, a little book called In Quiet Realm. And there's a dedication in it by Jesse Norman. Yes. How did that come about? My favorite musician of all time, by the way. Well, it's, it, the story is it's not very long. I was in a conversation with a friend, as one talks about music all the time, and they were talking about Dido and Aeneas, you know, and, and all of that. And I hadn't really heard the music. So I got home and I, you know, Googled, and there was this, you know, um, uh, Dido's Lament. And I went into this, and there's this majestic woman who is Dido. And then I realized, but what is this? Is she a soprano? Is she a mezzo? What the hell is going on? So I absolutely fell in love with her. And video after video after video I watched of Jesse Norman on YouTube. Then I saw, just as I was about to sleep, a performance um, that she was performing in the, in the 200th anniversary of the, of the French Revolution in Plaza de la Concorde. There she was performing, of course, the Marseillaise. And 
my head, the poet in me went mad. Because, of course, then I was thinking, this descendant of the slaves is singing almost in the greatest festival of human freedom, the, the anniversary of the French Revolution. So I couldn't sleep, and I wrote this poem, uh, I Shall Be Heard, and I left it in my computer for quite a long time. So later on, when I was thinking of publishing some of this work, I, I saw it again, and I thought, what are we going to do with this? So I sent it to her school in Augusta, Georgia, and I wasn't really expecting a response. And the head of the school sort of said to me, you know, would you like us to share it with our people here? I said, oh, of course, of course, of course. And uh, and, she, and he said, of course, I'll send it to Miss Norman. Forgot about that many months. And then one day I go into my inbox and there's Jesse Norman has sent me an email. I mean, I fell off my chair <laughs> <laughs> because I was so excited. It's a wonderful story. And, and we've kept in touch yeah, ever since. That's fantastic. And and in fact, we're going to talk about this this book of yours, uh, and I hope that you'll read something from it, because they're rather beautiful poems which you've uh, put together here. Well, that's a wonderful story that uh, you know, Jesse Norman. Have you ever met her? No, actually, I haven't. It was the most funniest thing. Uh, even quite recent, I'm hoping I was hoping to go to New York this year and and go go on to see her. So, hopefully. Well, your next choice is Leta Mbula, another great singer, uh, singing Mamani. That was Mamani with Leta Mbulu. And I guess Kefa Semenya was probably in there somewhere as well. As always. <laughs> because they always go together, Leta and Kefas. Obviously, the female voice has... I'm just looking through your list here. I can yes. see the female yes. voice. Jesse Norman, Leta Mbula, Montserrat Caballé. Uh, Marian Anderson, Sibongle Kumalo, it goes on and on. Yes, I think it's the best instrument that has ever existed. The female voice. Yes. yes. And the male voice, yeah. when, when, when not very ambitious. But yes, um, the female voice for me is certainly at its best. And I think about Letambulu, what she does with Mamani. I mean, I know some very well-trained musicians who probably won't be able to do what yeah. she's doing. So for me, it's an, a wonderful instrument, and I think if it should be heard, it should be heard all the time. Well, I hope you encourage a choir in your church. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> That's another whole story. It's, it's becoming more difficult to run church choirs now, I think. It I don't is. know why, but it is. And it's just, for me, very strange. I grew up in that world of church choirs. It was almost every second day of the week I was practicing and all of that sort of thing and I fell in love with opera and choral music because of church choirs and so I, it's very strange for me to meet people who are not who are not into that kind of you know who don't sing it's or just something. normal for you <laughs> very yeah, very yeah. normal a bit too normal <laughs> <laughs> well obviously you love music and you love what you do and you love writing and you love words and that's important. And will you, later on, would you read something for us from your, or are you too shy to do that? No, I, 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 I will read. At least I don't have a very big audience here. So <laughs> I will read. Well, you have a big audience at home, though, which is important. People listening on the radios. And this is something we often forget because in the studio here, really, it's just you and me having a conversation. But it's one of the wonderful things about radio is that it is just like that. It's a it's a one on one communication because we are talking to a lot of individuals at home. And it's a very intimate conversation mm -hmm. that you and I are having, but also a very intimate conversation that we're having with our listeners at home. Very true. And as a listener of this show, I know this for sure. Yeah. You know, we always just feel like we're just sitting there listening to a conversation yeah. just take place. Yes. And it's actually, so, that's why it's such a lovely program. I, I enjoy doing uh, People of Note for that very reason, because it's just so personal and, and touching, mm. actually. I love mm. that mm. part of it. Your next choice is another great soprano, Montserrat Caballé. She's singing that famous aria from Norma, Casta Diva. That was Casta Diva from the opera Norma by Bellini. The singer was Montserrat Caballé, and the City of Barcelona Symphony Orchestra was conducted by Garcia Navarro. It's the choice of 
Nduduzi Ndlovu, who's my guest in People of Note. And obviously, singing and performing have been very special to you. And I read one of the poems in your short collection about a recital. Maybe you should read it for us. It's called The Recital. He stood there, exposed, vulnerable as eyes studied him. He stood there, complete. Standing before us was the whole Alexandra. In that single gaze, his mother we knew, his father we saw, they stood there. When sounds poured out of him, what the eye saw and what the ear heard seemed not to agree. That small, unimposing frame, confident yet fragile, could be heard and felt announcing the arrival of greatness. He took us into himself. Captivated we were, afraid to bat an eyelid, fearing that maybe we might disturb him. As he sang, we were transformed. Tell us about Alexandra, I heard them ask. Its edifice, rough and unrefined. Its only sophistication is its chaos. Every stranger is lost there. Sounds invade every space. His sound was Alexandra. Every layer of reality he invaded, internal commotion he caused, like the throngs that fill Pan-Africa. He stood there. Every stranger was lost in his voice. The whole Alexandra stood there. Stood there. That's beautiful. Was that, was that a recital that you heard in London or in South Africa? In London. Um, there was a young man, Simon, Simon Shibambu, who is from Alexandra, who was an altar server as a little boy, you know, all of that kind of thing. And he was, he invited me to attend the final recital, his exam. And there were very few of us there. And he sang, I mean, it was just that, that bass from such a small man was so transforming. What transformed me, I think, most was to hear the final song uh, he sang, to dream the impossible dream. And I thought, you know, this is the impossible dream, that this young boy from that ghetto that is almost one, one cannot even enter into, really, can stand here. And I was very fortunate to see him in Otello at the Royal Opera House. Uh, and I, I really was just excited about, about him. I really am still very excited about him. He's quite a talent. And is he still there? He's still there. He's still there. And still singing. Still and singing. I think this is actually a very important story because there are many singers from South Africa who come from extremely humble circumstances oh, yeah. who've made it into the big time. It's perhaps one of my biggest joys mm. to see all of them. Yeah, and it is, it's an extraordinary story. And I think, you know, if someone were to make a film about it, it, it would be hardly believable. Yes. And I think someone should make a film about it because it's a big story for us. I wanted to do a coffee table book about it. I wanted to do a coffee table book about them because I, I came to know them well. Pumeza and Jabulo. Petiyende. There are many, many. So many of them. And I just thought, you know, all of them come from the same kind of background. They sang in the choir like I did, sort of thing. And there's something going on here. And I heard somebody in London say, what's going on in South Africa? I said, I can tell you, it's just the fruits of an old tree. Yeah, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And here was another singer coming up next now who endured a lot of hardships. It was a tough life for her, Marian Anderson, and she was supported by the wife of the President Roosevelt in America. Mm. Mm. Uh, and she proposed Marian Anderson to sing at a function, I think it was the Daughters of America, and the committee said no. They did? They, they did. No. And, and uh, Mrs. Roosevelt then gave her a massive concert 
on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, I think, where yes, it was. Yes, And that really rocketed Marian Anderson to international fame and exposure. She was already a great singer. But also, quite a magnanimous person. All she wanted was to sing. Yeah. And, you know, if I remember, she sort of, the first thing she sang was, my country, it is of thee, you know. This is what I'm doing. This is for my people. There were far more people on those steps and looking at her than there were in the halls of the Daughters of the Revolution. So I, I quite adore her tamra, her great dignity. And she's, of course, singing a spiritual in this case, which is just really such important music. Quite an extraordinary voice. That was Marian Anderson singing Deep River. You're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. My guest is Mduduzi Ndlovu, who is a poet and a lover of singers and also a priest in the Catholic Church. And it's wonderful to be able to share these stories with you, our listeners, as we explore the life and loves of someone like Mduduzi. And how long did you spend abroad? Five years. So I, I, first of all, I mean, I I didn't even think that, I wasn't even interested in going. I'm not a very sort of good traveler, even though one would get an invitation to come to this and all that. You're a homie. I really (laughs) am a serious homie and I can't stand airports. So when the Archbishop of Johannesburg said, we've got these scholarships from the Jesuits, to study at the University Heathrop College of the University of London. And, you know, if, if you're interested, please apply. And there's like 15 seminarians or something. So I didn't apply. I just sat there and one seminarian the day before just said, just apply anyway. And I thought, oh gosh. So I picked up something. I said, I think I'm, I think I'm a good scholar. Here are my results sort of thing. And I forgot about it. And I was on holiday at home when the the call came from uh, Father Peter Holiday, who was our vocations director at that time, says, we think you should go. Well, we were there for five years. We did my undergrad there, the, the BD there. And then when I finished it, they offered me a scholarship to do the master's and the licentiate program. And I stayed and I did that. I even surprised myself that I would be out of this country for five years. And then was there an opportunity for you to stay there or did you know that you, ha- you had to come back then? There were plenty of certainly offers to continue with studies, um, to do some work around there. Um, and I, I was, I really do, I'm a great fan of this country and I, I was done with that and I, I, I came back. Yeah, well, I can, I can sympathize with that because I spent uh, eight years abroad, but I knew when the time came to come home, I was absolutely 100% ready to come home. Well, I tell you. It just happens. It just happens. And I laugh because a lot of people that I met there or anywhere always said, you know, South Africans have a tendency to go back home. (laughs) And I think that's true. It's very true. And it's things like what we're going to hear now. uh, Tambo Lenyoka, the bone of a snake. Just tell us quickly about this. This is a Mzilikazi Kumalo song. Yes, it is, of course, a Princess Makoko Gatinuzulu's uh, composition. She's one of my favorite composers. Um, I love what the Mzilikazi Kumalos and all of those did with the work. But she really is chronicling the history of the Zulu people when she was alive, what she went through. And it is a beautiful piece, a very moving piece. Uh, if you hear her well, you know, I stayed behind. Why did I stay behind? And I just think, because I'm a great lover of stories, and to be able to hear stories even in music is quite moving for me. That was applause for Sbongile Kumalo, who was the contralto, and Jewel Richards playing the piano. It was a piece called Tambo Lenyoka, The Bone of a Snake, transcribed, I think we could say, by Mzilikazi Kumalo from a song by Princess Magogo. Yes, I think he did a lot of work because if you hear the actual song being sung by uh, Princess Magogo with just that uh, sort of string instrument, you might think it's a completely different song. Yeah. But I think he did it exquisitely. And I think Smongilo was the right choice. Yeah, wonderful singer. And the arranger there was Peter Klatzer. I think he wrote the piano part mm. for that. But these are songs that we, we might not otherwise hear. 
because uh, until Prof Kumalo sort of took up the cause of Prince of uh, Princess Magogo Kadinizulu, then we didn't hear a lot of these songs. And then he wrote the whole opera mm. about it. But her, that's the know. thing with the arts. The arts needs patrons, needs somebody to believe in them, to drive Champions, them, to yeah, champion yeah. them. And uh, hopefully we will be able to offer some time uh, as great lovers and of, of the arts and, and, and great writers of, 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 of arts and all of that, hopefully, we're able to give our time. Are you a good preacher? Sometimes they say that. I don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> I just I do get the feeling when you say you love stories and just the way you're speaking here, you know, from the heart, that I'm sure you are a good preacher. I would love to hear your sermons because <laughs> I, I detect uh, a sort of a powerful message uh, in whatever you're talking about. Well... <laughs> we'll leave that to your <laughs> congregants to yes, decide. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe, maybe some of them are listening and they can let us know. I'm sure they're, they are uh, enjoying your sermons wherever you are. Now, your next choice, I see, is a much more traditional choice. And perhaps we can talk, we're going to listen to this. It's Come Down, O Love Divine. It's the choir of Trinity College, Cambridge. And then you yourself are involved in a choral music archive project. So let's listen to this. This is Come Down, O Love Divine. Wonderful hymn, Come Down, O Love Divine. Sung by the choir of Trinity College, Cambridge, the choice of Mduduzi Ndlovu, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, obviously, your own type of uh, church music as you were growing up was probably not like that. No. Um, certainly, one does have the hymnal tradition yes. a lot, but not quite, you know, the brilliant organ, organ. Vol voluntary <laughs> and all of these discants yeah. and all of these wonderful things. Um, the, I love that hymn because for me, it is quite, quite a celebration. The lyricism is outstanding. Oh, comforter, draw near. You know, let holy charity my outward vesture be. And that's the height of writing, that's yeah. serious stuff. But also the music matches the lyrics. The performance is outstanding. And, 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 and. Yeah. So, yes, although the music of my childhood is different, but the hymnal tradition is the most dear thing yeah. to me. And it's a beautiful match of poetry and music. Yes. And, and that's very powerful. I mean, I can remember singing as a child in a choir myself, and I think it was sometimes those hymns that actually catch you. You know, they, they, they grip you, and the, the combination of words and music can be very, very powerful. I think that's what got me hooked initially yes. on church music it's yeah. interesting you should say that there was i went through a sort of difficult time when i was studying and we sang you know for night prayer lead kindly light and how the words i love to choose and see my path but now lead thou me on meant sounded so new to me because of where i was yeah. emotionally and all of that at that particular time i think you're correct there's something absolutely special there and i would hate for us to lose that yeah, well, we've lost, we're in the process of losing some of it within church circles mm. because that sort of traditional church music is not as popular as it used to be. There are pockets of it, mm. Mm. and those churches are usually full. And funny enough, one of the uh, good things that I do is songs of praise. And what we do is to make a combination of more traditional hymns, more modern hymns, African hymns, whatever it is, mm. so that there's really something for everybody. But I can tell when we sing these traditional hymns, people rarely sing them because people love singing. Indeed. Yeah. They do. I also have a very special connection to this particular hymn. You know, when I was ordained deacon, that was the entrance hymn. And I just remember I couldn't believe that this was a tear sort of running down yeah. my cheek. Because it really was, at the beginning of my ministry, come down, O love divine. That's, isn't that what yeah. everybody needs, really, at the beginning of a very important chapter of, their, of one's life? Yeah. No, no, and, and I'm sure when you're being ordained, that is the beginning of another stage of your life, and it's an emotional moment. I've had many of those in my life, and I'm sure you have too. Now, your next choice is something rather different. That's uh, Matlatini and the Mahotela Queens, Rea Dumedisa. 
just tell us quickly about this. It's a soundtrack to my childhood. You know, we used to listen to Radio Zulu, as it was called then, now Ukozi. And this was the voice of the period, you know, Maslatini and these amazing women. He's funny, sort of deep, and the women. Beautiful, beautiful. Maslatini and the Mahotela Queens singing Rea Dumedisa. Is that correct? Is yes. That, is yes. that the title? Yes. Rea Dumedisa, we're greeting you. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we are greeting you at home because you're listening to People of Note on Classic 1027. And. Uh, Nduduzi, you were telling me that one of the projects you're working on is uh, a project of church music. Just tell us a bit about that. Well, not just church. Choral music. Yes, of choral yeah. music. Um, I, I certainly was looking for a score for a hymn, and I couldn't find it anywhere. So it really became clear to me that it doesn't exist. And if it does exist, well, I don't know where to find it. And I started thinking about the years I spent as a, as, a, as a young chorister, how many sanctuses, careers, and all of those we sang, and I have no idea where they came from. I have, if they were written, I have lost all those scores, etc., etc. So I thought maybe we need to do something in terms of the preservation of all that work. It, and, and as I began to work on it, as I'm in talks now with, you know, a certain university to house this work, it started to grow in terms of the scope. And here I was thinking about, you know, shepherd songs and all these sort of things. You go to a wedding in a township anywhere, they're probably going to sing 15, 16 songs. You won't find a score. Yes. That kind of thing. So we want to first preserve what we have, whatever it is that's written. Secondly, we want to work with certainly music students and musicians to at least capture some melody and some historical notes as to how this music is generally used. Wedding song, wedding song for bride, wedding song, whatever it is. To certainly digitize some of it, although we're not a music rights organization, that's where the partnership with Samro is key, but the preservation work is for me perhaps the most pressing and the most urgent right now. Many conductors like yourselves have scores and scores in garages <laughs> this is true. You know, they need to find a home. Yeah. They need to find a home. Well, and also, um, as urbanization becomes more and more rapid, uh, some of these songs will be lost or are or have already been yes. lost. Yes. Yeah. We're going to continue this after the break uh, because it's just about seven o'clock here on Classic 1027. And in fact, not only here, all around <laughs> South Africa. And we're going to take a short break. I'm talking to. Father Lawrence Mduduzi Ndlovu about his life and his interests and his work and we'll be back after this. And welcome back to People of Note on Classic 1027. If you've just joined us, that's the station you're listening to and I'm Richard Koch with People of Note. My guest is Father Lawrence Mduduzi Ndlovu and we were talking about r recalling and finding music and writing it down because some of it is for sure going to get lost. And one of the projects I was involved with for many years was uh, the Nation Building Mass Choir Festival. And Mzilikazi Kumalo used to insist that choirs in the first half, there were 20 choirs, each of them had to sing a traditional song so that we had eventually a great recording archive mm -hmm of many traditional songs because he said unless we do that they're going to get lost and he was right he was absolutely right now the mass choir festival is very dear to me because it was the sort of excursions we used to have with my grandmother and her friends to go listen to yeah. the choirs at the standard bank arena and it was it was for me the elevation of you know the sort of local music that we were doing and to hear it with orchestra and, and, and Joyce mm. uh, and, and Spongile Mgoma and Kumalo and yeah. all of those, that, that, that really just took us over into the sort of classical and professional realm, yeah. which many of us were not exposed to. So I, I, I still have the CD. I listen to it. And it's very dear to me. It really is one of the most, I, one of the things I weep I really do wish young people today would have experienced something like that. Yeah. Well, and many people say to me, can't we do something like that again? 
But uh, maybe there was a time for it, and it had its time, mm. and mm. now we've moved on to other things. Per- yes, yeah. yes, yes, but it was really something absolutely special. And Absolutely I'm telling you, when you had a, uh, you know, an audience, there were, there were probably three or 4,000 people in the Standard Bank Arena really tonking out one of these songs. There, there's no other word for it. They yeah. just all joined in and sang their hearts out. It was unbelievable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. And it was a very special time. Now, we're going to hear uh, Jesse Norman, another of your yes. favorite singers, Dich Teure Halle. This is by Wagner. Jesse Norman singing Dich Teure Halle by Wagner. And I notice, Mduduzi, that you've written a poem about her. Maybe you should read that for us. But but perhaps give us the background to it, how it happened. Yes, it's, it's the same poem that I wrote after I had seen the performance that she did for the 200th anniversary of the French Revolution, and she was singing the Marseillaise. And so I, this is the poem that one wrote. It's called, I Shall Be Heard. Like animals, they were steered into vessels of indignity, driven into silence by instruments of death, stacked like lifeless wood, reduced to numbers, their temples throbbing, their teeth grinding, from tears withheld, quivering with anger, silenced. Strewn across foreign land, with their very lives manuring barren land, human carcasses, bodies spent, lowered into graves, marked with foreign names, surrendered to eternal silence. And from the grave, in ground soaking with decades of sweat, creation's chorus was heard, shoots of spring like Easter morning, death gave way to life. In toiling, without rest, without pay, without play, they prayed every day. O deep river, Lord, I want to cross over. I need to cross over. Those supplications in the belly of despair, the south, that canvas of segregation, their own wooden time cross over. Although they were unheard, their own would be heard. Although they were unpaid, Prized stools would beneath her feet, house-gazing eyes, in awe of this instrument of life, this instrument of God. They couldn't hear, those auctioneers of humans, the unrelenting spirituals, deuses that held up the oppressed. To them it was noise, a record that shouldn't be heard. But heard it was, heard it is, in grandest earthly halls, sung by all descendants of slaves and of the free. They didn't know that from the oppressed, those very slaves, the bellows of freedom celebration in Revolution Square would beckon multitudes, arise children, hurling her voice to history's silent slave and to the future's hopeful free, liberty, equality, fraternity. Vive la Revolution! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's wonderful. And that was inspired by Jesse Norman singing at the 200th anniversary. Yes. As I said earlier on, I couldn't believe here is this African-American who's not French, doesn't even come from a French colony, uh, singing the national anthem. And I thought of, of France, this descendant of the slaves. Yeah. I think the old auctioneers, as I call them, of humans, slave masters, could have never imagined that. Yeah, yeah it's a wonderful story. And there are many wonderful stories. And here comes another one. Uh, this is Paul Robeson. This must be a very historic recording singing Amazing Grace. The amazing voice of Paul Robeson singing Amazing Grace. And there's that incredible recording of him singing Old Man River, too, which mm. for which he was famous. Mm. Yeah. Amazing voice. Amazing There's an amazing voice. book that's out now on him called Paul Robeson, The Artist as a Revolutionary. Yeah, and actually I think we don't have any idea of what those uh, black singers in America actually had to put up with mm. Uh, mm. when they were performing. Jesse Norman, um, Marian Anderson, Leontine Paul Robeson, Price. Leontine Price. There are many. And they've triumphed against the odds. Yes. And actually, your book of poems 
if people want to get hold of this, how do they do that? You can go to Exclusive Books uh, in Quiet Realm. It's there. If it's not in the shop, just go to the counter and ask for it. But I know it's there somewhere because I saw a copy of it in Cape Town at the airport. I was so excited. Or go online on the many, you know, Amazon and all of that, Kindle, all of that. It's also available there. It's called Catholic Bookshop, wherever. Yes. Yeah, it's called In Quiet Realm, Poems by Lawrence Mduduzi Ndlovu. And you've got some impressive prefaces by Ambassador Lindiwe Mabuza and a foreword by the singer, Jesse Norman. Uh, I'm just interested to know, obviously you've been writing because you like words. What inspired you to put them all together into a book? Or did someone say, why don't you put them in a book? Well, I had been writing for a long time without the intention of publishing any of this work. And uh, my dear friend, mother, mentor, everything you can imagine, Ambassador Indy Mabuza, if you know her well, is just sort of saying, you should do something, you know, you should do something about this. And she had also really just, she was, she was publishing a book as well. And she had been unwell for some time. And the fact that she, yes, she was resurrecting from her bed of, of illness and publishing a book. And I thought, gosh, and I've got sheaves and there's so much unpublished poems that I have that I thought, okay, let's put some of it together. What to call it, I asked myself. In Quiet Realm is a line from Friedrich Rieke's poem, Ich bin der Welt abhanden gekommen. And those closing lines, I'm, I'm dead of, to the world and its tumult and rest in Quiet Realm. I live alone in my heaven, in my love and in my song. And Gustav Mahler, of course, did an amazing composition of that. Um, and those words stayed with me, also because I want the next couple of books should be in my heaven, in my love, and in my song. Ah, good. So you're planning more. This is excellent. Now, earlier on, you mentioned Pumeza Machikiza, and this is Song to the Moon from Ruzalka by Dvořák, one of the purest love songs ever. Song to the Moon from the opera Ruzalka by Anton Dvořák. The singer there was Pumeza Machikiza, and she was accompanied by the Aarhus Symphony Orchestra under Tobias Ringborg. The choice of Lawrence Mduduzi Ndlovu, who's my guest in People of Note. Now, I see coming up is perhaps something, uh, a, a tribute possibly to Oliver Mtukudzi. Yes, I, I watched many years ago growing up the movie Neria, fell in love with the song, really fell in love with it. And the might of this song is its simplicity. There's no fancy work, you know, uh, just a guitar, a good voice, and good backup singers. And this is a tribute to him because he died recently. Yes, yes. Uh, he's a famous Zimbabwean singer, but I think he spent a lot of his time here in, in South, South Africa. Africa. Yes, oh. yes. He was an absolutely amazing musician. There was something sincere there. Like all good musicians, all you want to do is to sing good music. It's not this riffraff sort of thing. So this is Neria by Oliver Ntukudzi. Music by and sung by Oliver Ntukudzi and played by him, Neria. A wonderful musician, and that's a special tribute to him because he died quite recently. Obviously, you have a lot of heroes. I, I see this from your book, and you actually mentioned that uh, Lindiwe Mabuza is one of your heroes too, or heroine, mm -hmm. I should say. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a tribute also to Oliver Tambo in your, your book. Mm -hmm. Almost, uh, if I may say so, they're almost like uh, in the pantheon of saints for you. Yes, yes, yes. And... You know, for Oliver Tambo to work so hard all those years, 30 years plus as ANC president, lobbying, you know, and he was really, for people who knew him, and if you read about him, you discover that there was a man who, who was preoccupied with the cause. And he refused that his personality or anything, as great and as a wonderful man that he was, deter from that. He's a special man. And but I, a man of faith also. A, a man of great faith, yes. yes. Zanelle Mbeki speaks about that yeah. in one of the books, that she accompanied him to a school event and the children were going to an Anglican school in, in, in England. And she says, I was surprised with this, 
how he sang every hymn. He knew exactly yeah. what was going yeah. on. I, I, I really am fond of him. Yeah. And I remember from the days when I was the organist of St. Mary's Cathedral in town that uh, Adelaide Tambo used to come to the cathedral. Mm. So uh, I used to see her there from time to time. Uh, I think they were a, a family of deep faith. And their, their son went to an Anglican, two Anglican schools mm. in England too, mm. yeah. Mm. So I'm yeah. very, he's really one of, I was glad that we had that centenary of his birth because we could really focus on him properly. Yeah. And uh, the work done by the OR Tambo Foundation, OR and Adelaide Tambo Foundation, was quite good. And another hero of yours, I guess, from a musical point of view, would be Miriam Makeba. Of course. <laughs> and tell us about Emma Bakreni. It, it, it's, it's, I think it is a wedding song. Uh, it, it translates, you know, I won't go to Zululand, you know, because that's where my father died, you know. Um, and then Omega Zulu, I found someone in, in Zululand, uh, and so on and so on and so on. But it's a beautiful song. Emma Bakreni by Miriam Makeba and featuring her in that version of it. Where did you find all these pieces? Because they're not on our system here at Classic 1027. So you clearly need to hire me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, this is the music I have and yeah. I, the music I listen to. And because I love the human voice, I really would much rather spend a good chunk of my money buying people that sing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I'm very good at talking. Thank you very much. So I will not be buying anybody talking right back at me. <laughs> sort of so do you listen to quite a lot of music? I do. There's always a song in me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just depends how I feel. And I laugh about this uh, quite a lot that, you know, I wake up in the morning, the usual ablutions. I sit down and I say, pray the divine office, do some meditation, but there's already a song and I don't know where it came from and I don't know why it's here. Have you ever written any songs? No. Maybe no. this is something you should do because you've got the words and you probably write new words. You could write special words and then write a song. I'm hoping that I'd, some of the words that I'm writing now, I'm writing a book called Maibuye, which is um, a coffee table book that I'm doing to mark the 25th anniversary of our democracy working with an artist who does the illustration and I do the words. So maybe some of those, uh, which I, I trace, it's divided into three. The hope, the turn, because we did go through a horrible turn, and the fire. And I think we are in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, you came back to South Africa and you are a sort of very hopeful, positive person. Yes, I think if you travel just a bit, you'll discover that when, we're, we're, we're not a very... We're, we're, okay, we've got our stuff. But I think we're all right. Yeah. Not all right, but I mean, we, we're not too bad. Yeah, we'll make a plan. Yes, and I think our people have struggled too hard to just let this go down yeah, the drain. Yeah, to, to lose what they've struggled for. Yeah. 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 And coming up now is uh, the Imilonji Kantu Choral Society. And... Uh, Imilonji Kantu, in a way, means the sweet sounds of, of struggle. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, the sweet sounds of, you know, Ndu is derived from Bantu. The sweet sounds of the people. But yeah. certainly Imilonji Kantu were, I, I mean, I can put this in inverted commas, a sort of a struggle choir, if they you like. They were indeed. They sang songs about the struggle. Yes. And they really ran the 80s. They did. <laughs> in terms they of did. the choir scene. And they're still going strong. They're still going strong. Yeah. Their, their conductor is one of our patrons for this archive. Oh, fantastic. George, yes. Yes. George Gobinga Nkadana. And here they are singing Ukoshona Kwelanga. This is a song by George Frederick Handel. That was the Imilonji Kantu Choral Society under their conductor, George Nkadana, singing Ukoshona Kwelanga. It's a, an arrangement by George Frederick Handel, the choice of Mduduzi Ndlovu, who is sitting next to me here in the studio. And, and we're enjoying this time together, talking about his life and his work. And towards the end of the program, he's going to give us an African blessing already, which will be perfect to end the program. But your next choice, I see, is a sort of more standard hymn, O God Beyond All Praising. I'm, I'd be interested to know what they do in your church in Rudaput. Do you, do you sing a mixture of music? 
Well, we, 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 we're now trying to put together a choir. And we're struggling. Uh, that's all I can say for now. But um, there are musicians, they sing quite a lot of hymns and an organist. We've got a good instrument. So at least we keeping the organ. You're on the path. Yeah, we're on the path. That's the right words, yes. This is good. And uh, I'm sure it will all go well. Although it's a, it is an ongoing struggle, I have to say, to keep choirs together these days because it takes time. And people don't seem to have time anymore to do these things. Oh, no. Life is so busy. So when is your coffee table book coming out? Hopefully before the year ends. Yes. I'm really hopeful. Um, I'm only meeting the artist this week and giving her the first part that I've already done. And and hopefully by the time she's done with that, I will have been done with the other sections and, so and shopping for a publisher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always the tricky bit, especially for coffee table books because they're expensive to produce. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, but it's a limited edition. We don't turn 25 every day. No. So, Yeah, and it's a, a thing worth celebrating. Now, your next choice, O oh God, Beyond All Praising. O oh God, Beyond All Praising, Marshall and Alexander, the writers of that. The choice of Mduduzin Lovu, my guest in People of Note. You say you listen to this program fairly often, do you? Yes. Uh, and and it's great that you're on it now because I, and I didn't know about you till you sent me your little collection of of poems in yes. Quiet Realm. Yes, because I I really I really first of all you 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 don't understand how much of a rock star you have been <laughs> in terms of choral music and the contribution of that work. And so when I was, I know Kutuano very well, and I was coming to deliver a, a book for him, but I th- I'm here. And of course, Richard works here, so I must leave a book for him as well. So that's how I, I sort of ended up here. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you did, because now we've had this, this wonderful conversation about you and what you're doing. And, you know, we, we really look forward to these. And I'll, I'll say again, if you, you're, the book that we, he's reading from, Mduduzi, is called In Quiet Realm. And you can get it at exclusive books. And I would like to recommend it because it's got some beautiful poems. And after the next piece, which is uh, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind, he's going to read us the African blessing, which he wrote. And so here it comes now. This is a, a fabulous tune called Westminster Abbey, Dear Lord and Father of Mankind. And with that ending, O still small voice of calm is almost like the quiet realm that we were talking about. It's a, a beautiful combination that, that you've led us to here at the end. And you've got these, you, you mentioned that you've got another three volumes that are sort of in your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so people have to watch the space. Yes, I, I hope they will. Yeah, I hope they will. Um, one does get a lot of sort of invitations now of late to speak about creative writing and creativity and to speak about ethics and all of this kind of thing. And I find, I'll use the words of my mentor, Lindy Mabuza, who said, you know, you can give people a very long speech, but you can give them a poem that says everything in far less time. Yeah, and I think and, and right. very powerfully. Mm. Yeah, mm. And funny enough, when people are doing speeches, they don't listen so carefully. But when you read a poem, people suddenly listen. Yes. That's because true. it's very concentrated somehow. And it just, just goes right there. Yeah. Where, 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 what needs to be said is being said. And I think brevity is one of the most difficult things to have yeah. as a writer. You know, if some, you, I remember this from writing as assignments. You know, they sort of say 1,500 words and you think, no, I've got so much to say. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the beautiful things about poetry is that someone has sat, written, crossed out, changed. It's really focused and distilled to be what it is. Certainly, certainly. And I think uh, just before we have our final song, Yise Wabata Bami, uh, you can, well, well, perhaps we should play that and then you can read us okay. your poem. Okay. So, Busim Tlongo now. This is, uh, just tell us about this, Yise Wabatabami. Yes, Yise Wabatabami is really a sort of lament that she is saying to this, Yise Wabatabami means uh, father of my children. Um, I've given you everything. 
and it's not enough. I've given you myself and it's not enough. What is it? What is it? You know, and I think perhaps that's the right way to end because this is this, the story of many women, whether in family life or wherever. What is it? What is it that they haven't given? They've, they've raised the children. They've tried to keep a home. The least they could do is to get a good bloke to, to be faithful and be nice. But it seems often these days the opposite. So Busi is a, um, a dear, dear, dear. I loved her music. I loved her ethnic sound. I think she was a fabulous musician. And I, she always found the right people to work with. Busi Mshlongo with Yise Wabatabami. The final choice of Mduduzi Ndlovu, who's been my guest in People of Note. And I'm going to ask him to read uh, the final African blessing on this program. It's called Pula or Rain. And here it comes. May the rains descend and chase droughts away. May the seedling of hope prosper in abundance. May your fields sprouting be the flowering of your peace. May the shelter of our trees be the arms that stretch out, granting protection and security. May life gain, may peace reign, may the giver of blessings bless. Pula. Nala. A beautiful ending for our program here on Classic 1027. My guest has been Father Lawrence Mduduzi Ndlovu, and I want to thank you at home for listening. By the way, that final uh, poem, The African Blessing, came from his volume of poems called In Quiet Realm. And that's where we're going to leave you tonight. And I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for joining in in this beautiful conversation we've had here. Thank you to Pitt for helping us put it all together. And until next time, from all of us here at Classic 1027, we wish you a very good night and a blessed night.